It's all, the other about, thing, it's all about the equipment, Kevin. That's what someone wise once told me. You got to got to upgrade. You it, know, man. that's not true in golf. It's not true in most any sporting event, but when it comes to live streaming and <laughs> the number of people who reached out on my silly little video thing that I posted a couple of days ago, and there were a few that were like, great content. We love that thought. Most of them were, can you please tell me what camera you're using? <laughs> yes, exactly. They want <laughs> Because to they understand it is about the equipment. To how are you degree. making this happen? All right, so we're going live. That means how do we get questions, comments, and brilliant statements? Do you, you see just, that? Are you watching on Facebook? I can see that in our streaming service. I can see that. Um, but generally speaking, we just get creepers in, in, the, uh, in the market proof group. That's good. That's what we like. You know, we're mar marketers, introverts. They like to like to watch. Uh, also, I didn't tell you this in the show notes, Mike, but we're adding in a new segment this week. Hit it. We're going to end with favorites, which is oh. just everyone sharing a piece of uh, equipment, tool, show, music, whatever whatever your favorite thing is. Ah. Book. Okay, I got one. I think. This is made for you. This is like... You know, you know, I always got something that I Mike want Lyon to is my cultural link to reality. Right. I wouldn't know what's happening in the real world if it wasn't for Mike. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's go. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome to episode 242. I'm Kevin Oakley and with me today is my partner, my business partner, Mike Lyon. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad you're people could call my people and we can make this happen. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think you are now, well, you're not a guest, but you've made the most appearances, uh, appearances on the show. <laughs> Sans marketing uh, folks from the Do You Convert I don't know. Team. I don't think so. That's probably Jen. Jen's got, Jen's oh, got. Oh, that's me. true. Yeah. Well, she'll be happy to know that. Yes. Well, she's <laughs> better. She's better. Listen, more people like to listen to her. She has better stories. She's nicer. You know, I think it's a better guest all around, but I'm happy to fill in. She's traveling today from, from a builder partner. We've got people out. And I said, hey, substitute pinch hitter Mike Lyon is here to help. That's right. So like all of you, you probably can't wait to hear about Mike's story time. So let's get into it. Absolutely. You know, listen, it's all about the summit. Holy cow. First of all, I want to just let everybody know I'm going to let you in behind the scenes and into the mind of Mike Lyon, which is, and, and Kevin can vouch for me, pre-summit for about six weeks. I'm pretty keyed up, anxious, a little stressed. How it's do true. I know? It's true. My wife and my kids say, hey, dad, could you just chill out a little bit? Um, and so I'm always just want to make, make sure it's a great experience. And then when I finish the summit, I'm always like spiraling into this self, uh, abusive depression of like, oh, it didn't go right or something went wrong or we missed this or we missed that. And I can say with, and Kevin can vouch for me, one, I was less stressed leading up to this because we've got a fantastic team working on things. But during the summit and after I was like, 
what cloud nine. I mean, there were no issues. I was super happy. It was a fantastic event. The content was, you know, just perfect. Um, and the audience, I mean, I looked, I, I write in my journal and I sit here and I go, what was the difference? And I go, man, people were attentive and taking notes and asking questions. And you can tell the market has really sharpened, <laughs> sharpened people up and they were there to learn. And it was just such a phenomenal time. We had a great time in Phoenix. Um, I loved it. It was, it was a great time. And, and the story time from it, I guess would be, you know, the theme was becoming market proof. We got real, we got real creative with that one, but also like it was, it was business time. Like I, I think we kind of did it without being too Ooh. harsh, but like, Hey, everybody needs to get to work and not everybody might be in the same role or position in a year or two because the market tends to do that whenever we go through these things, but it's not a recession. It's just a reality check. It's just a housing reality check. And if you're not up for it, um, maybe this isn't the spot for you, but if you are, you're in the right place. And we had a lot of people that were in the right place and you could just tell from their interaction, their engagement, they were excited about it. I don't know, Kevin, what did you think? First of all, am I lying? Am I in a good mood? No, you were in a good mood the entire time. And even, you know, we always try to say, what could we do different, better? And there's, there's always things around the venue that are outside of our control that we just say, Hey, we're going to try to control that differently next year or set expectations differently with the venue. But outside of, outside of typical logistical things that, that happen around any event, I had no constructive criticism to give back to our team that helped us put it on because it just, it, it ran really well. The other thing I thought was interesting, um, and I don't know how the online sales portion of the room after we split, but we had about 70% of the audience on the marketing side was new, had never oh, been yeah. to a summit before. Oh yeah, it was about the and same for us. But is that because of the way we, we sold, you know, in the past we've sold out the event in a day or two this year, um, we took a little bit of a different strategy, partly just to reduce everyone's stress. Um, I don't know if, if, if it's because of how we released tickets to the event this time around, if it was just a lot more people have been hired as builders yeah. grew exponentially. Um, I think it's more of that. I think there's, there's definitely been turnover or new people coming or people rotating, even our own clients, you know, folks who hadn't been to the summit before, but I was just giddy because when I saw those hands go up in online sales, I said, Oh boy, I get to use all the same jokes. All the old like jokes I, can come back. go back to that old material, you know, the classics, but no, yeah. it was, they were, they were, it was a great group. And I did get one piece of negative feedback that mm. I have written down. Someone said, could you turn down the brightness of the sun? And I said, I Phoenix. will work on that. It was Phoenix. <laughs> it was a little hot that first day. Hey, didn't we make it rain the second day? That's, we, we followed we, through on that request. We did what we could. And they started complaining because it was too humid for Phoenix, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I see in the show notes here that you went to uh, a certain place for food that's been oh, on your list. Kevin, yes, I did. First of all, you know, one of the things that I talked about um, in the morning was this past this past market was exciting but unhealthy, right? And I, I threw out a few comparisons. And then the second day I had my next comparison because I went with the team um, at MI Homes and we were supposed to go with a couple other groups to Pizzeria Bianco, which is, if you have seen the Netflix series, Chef's Table, just watch it. It's awesome. But it's in Phoenix. Some of the best pizza in the world is in Phoenix. I'm like, I got to go because I'm kind of a pizza snob. 
Well, we went with them and it was like an hour and a half wait and Carly and Sickles. Yes, that's right. I'm throwing your name out there. Said, oh, it's too, line's too long. Let's just go walk over there. And she pointed off into the distance across the parking lot to a conveyor belt sushi restaurant. Oh. And dragged me over there. And it was exciting and unhealthy, just like this past housing market. <laughs> um, I had to leave. I had to go get uh, In-N-Out Burger because I was only having one piece of that sushi to try it out. But that was a fun night. Um, it, it was good. And then it was followed up after the online sales leadership um, mastermind group. We were able to go for lunch. We canceled our plans and we went to Pizzeria Bianco and it was chef's kiss. It was perfect pizza. My, I had high expectations and it, it met those expectations. So I Vera wonder, Phoenix, go hit it has, up. Um, has the Presidente ever reviewed Pizzeria Bianco? Do we know that? One bite, everybody knows the rules. I don't know if, if everyone's Oh, you're talking about um, um, uh, Barstool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Portnoy. I don't know if he Portnoy. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's. That's his vibe. Yeah, he's more of like a can, original New York. Or, yeah, or nothing. He's like you know rolling yeah. up trying to. I mean, maybe he he should because I'd be interested to see what he said because it's it's. I mean, it's good. Anyway, we could go on for too long about this. We are we're we've yeah we've lost everyone. They're like we didn't. Tune no, in for no, <laughs> lots of people like pizza, Kevin. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pull something from the summit and a recent uh, call with a builder for my story time. And uh, from the summit, if you were there, it, we talked uh, about packing your baggage and when do you get rid of all the baggage and just start from what's called first principles on a concept and say, you know what, I've said no to this before, this didn't work before. Um, but I've got to get rid of all of that baggage, positive or negative, around a topic or an idea and just start from the beginning, knowing what we know and working through it again. And uh, we talked about a couple different topics around that, which I'm not going to talk about right now, but things like influencers, things like gating content, things Ooh, like spicy. billboards, things spicy. like billboards even. Can you believe it? Yes, we, we talked about billboards for about 10 seconds. Uh, on first principles. That one was short and sweet. But I had a call with a builder that's fantastic. Like everyone on this call or almost everyone call on this show would know the name of this organization. They're well known for uh, their brand and what they do. Just one of the best in, in the country. And yet I think what's interesting about the story is it just shows that everyone has different challenges and they're different, but they are challenges. And we started talking about social media advertising. This is our, our very first call. And they just said, hmm, we don't do that. Mm. I was like, oh, well, tell I mean, yeah, no, we did that before. It doesn't work. Uh, we have such great brand awareness that if we just make a social post organically, it might get 100,000 impressions over a couple of weeks. And so we just don't do that. And I was like, well, I, I understand the doing it wrong part for sure. Um, and I told the story that many of you have heard before of someone who spent half a million dollars on Facebook lead ads and only sold five homes from that spend after eight months of emailing them mm. with AI and all that fancy Great stuff. Great return on investment. Great right return. There. So I'm like, no, I, I totally get it. Don't, don't do that. And then I, and then she said, well, you can prove it to me then. Why don't you just prove to me that it works? And I was like, this is what I was made for. Absolutely. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, which of your three markets would you like me to, to, to do this with? And it, again, just shows kind of the, the bias that we can build up is in their minds, they thought social 
and that translated to branding. Right. So they said, you know, we have this new division where we're trying to get brand awareness. So that would be a great opportunity for you to prove that this works. And, and I'm like, no, no, I want to sell houses. I don't want to raise brand awareness. I want to use this tool to, to create leads and appointments, not just, you know, make sure people know the name of the company. So it just, it was interesting to me that even a company that we all would admire, um, whether you work with them, know them, don't know them, if you're aware of them, you would admire them. Everyone's got some baggage to pack and, and it's really hard because again, I admire um, the folks on the call and the builder. Right. And yet they still had kind of some baggage around the idea that they weren't really willing to unpack and start from the beginning, or it's just really hard. The other thing we talked about on a call with Jesse uh, was like Tiger Woods redoing his golf swing. That's, if you think about uh, the four stages of competence, mm-hmm. unconsciously incompetent, consciously incompetent, consciously competent, and unconsciously competent. If you're a professional, professional OSC, professional salesperson, professional marketer, it's easy to quickly get to the point on any topic or habit of being unconsciously competent. Cause you're like, I'm a professional. I know what to do. That feedback loop, like I learn fast and I adjust. But then when the market changes, it's hard to get conscious again. Like right. you, know, you got to slow yourself down and think about it again. Well, and, and anytime you're, you're experiencing a certain type of stress, which we're going to create a little bit of stress, which is not bad. You, your creativity can sometimes go out the window and you just default back to like, Hey, here's the baseline that I know what I'm comfortable with. And then you go, wait a second, why is it not working? Or why can't we do more? Or why not? Why not? And that just requires everybody's. And, and sometimes it takes a conference or it takes a person or it takes a coach or it takes a book or a podcast for you to go, Oh, maybe I should try this and run a science experiment. So Kevin's yeah. forcing the science experiment. I like that, Kevin. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Here, here's our transition over to news where we talk yes. about our fantastic partner, Open Door. Connect your customer with Open Door and they'll get a preliminary offer within minutes. They close on your home and you close a sale. Plus, you can track the entire process with ease by using your personal custom referral link. Go to opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn more about how you can partner with Open Door. Oh my goodness. Right. One take, Kevin. Kevin, that's magical. So that SEC, FTC, you know, Kim Kardashian got busted for hyping crypto. Yeah, without 1. something million dollars. How come Matt Damon didn't get busted? <laughs> oh, that's coming, I think. But that that is a uh, what's called a promotional partnership opportunity on the podcast that Open Door has done. But now through the magic of Bill and Ted, like we just go no, no, into our own place. That's, that's Wayne's world close. Wayne's world. I don't, it was one of those. Um, I got you. So we can just talk about, let's talk about open door for a minute because I know, but I want, I want to, I want to just kind of interrupt this current broadcast and say, it was so interesting because they were a premier uh, partner this year. Uh, they were a premier partner at the summit. They've been a great partner, right? To have, but it was amazing how many people are like open door. Like, I think I know. Yeah. They know, they know the name, uh, just like I would know the name of, uh, gosh, not Wayne's world, not Wayne's world, but (laughs) trying to think like, um, what's the, uh, like Revlon. Like I, (laughs) I I think that has something to do to Revlon. We need to talk about this. (laughs) It's, I'm aware that it has something to do with cosmetics. I don't know yes. if they make 
hair dryers or um, a lipstick. I, I have I have no clue, but I'm familiar with the name and even maybe the category that I think it fits in. Yeah. But it, you know, you if you ask the audience to raise their hands, who who is aware of Open Door? And uh, they say, but then I, I asked, uh, I said, hey, how many of you would feel comfortable describing what they do in front of everyone else? And whew, all the, all, most of the hands go down. And so one of the things that I just wanted to, outside of that uh, promotional segment there, was just slow down a little bit, get consciously uh, competent with all of you about what Open Door does and the problem they're trying to solve. And yeah. it's just, they're making an offer to purchase your customer's home or any home uh, that a, a consumer wants to get an offer for to pay cash uh, and they can close, they can delay that closing until the, the new home is complete. Up to so, nine months. Yeah. They're the only iBuyer left that's doing it. And, and you know, I went on with the, with the sales team and some of their partners after the event to kind of give them a rundown of, of the session. I said, you guys, Listen, don't, don't assume that builders know who you are. You can't assume that they don't, they just don't know. I know you're a big startup. I know you got a lot of money. I know you're buying a lot of stuff and there's signs everywhere, but you got to go in and tell them how can you solve their problems, which is make those contingencies go away, trade in your home. Yes. It may not be exact market value, but it's going to be pretty darn close to what you could on the, on the market. They pay 5% to make that happen. Sometimes there's repairs and you can sit in that home and wait nine months. And I was like, it, that, we got to just keep preaching that to our builder partners. And listen, honestly, builders didn't need it in 2021 or 20. You could put it a house on the market and get 30 offers. Like it was more for convenience. Now yeah. your buyers are going to need it to move out of their home and move into yours. You got to give Open Door a shot. Yeah, it's a little bit like the mortgage conversation where pre-housing uh, market reality check, like get people to mortgage as fast as possible. And right. now even Anthony Grass, who was the speaker at our event, uh, fantastic individual, yeah, probably the most knowledgeable job. around mortgage and new construction. Uh, that you'll He's find. an influencer. He is an influencer. But e even he, when I was talking, I was like, yeah, don't send people straight to mortgage. Get them to fall in love with the house first because you none of that conversation means anything if they don't want what you have. And I think that's part, that was part of the reluctance around open door before was look, this thing's moving forward relatively quickly and we just don't want to slow it down or, or send it off in a different direction unnecessarily. Well, now guess what? Uh, you don't necessarily have another 15 people walking in the door tomorrow. So exhaust every opportunity with every prospect. Right. And one of those opportunities is, Hey, we can get rid of this part of, it's not just getting their home sold. It's that uncertainty. Like the, the gentleman who's building the last house in our uh, neighborhood here, he moved, he sold his house because he was concerned about the market changing. His house will not be done. His builder is telling him, <laughs> I should have a sound effect for that until uh, June of 23. Oh my He's gosh. already had to move in with his parents. First of all, what with, type of super mansion is he building? With two kids. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a custom builder who does like 10 homes a year. Right. So it's, it's going to go slow. It's going to take a long time. But he already has moved in with two kids and his wife. And he's, every time I see him, he's like, I just hope they stay on schedule because this is already miserable. Yeah, and that's, and that's what they can, again, help do is make that pain go away. And just like when you trade in a car, you know, we talk about it, it's like you trade, you're trading in a home. 
consumers know like I, there's a trade off for that trade in, but trade in your home and make this smooth. Only move once and delay that up to nine months while you're finishing up yeah. that build. It's just a magical, magical thing. And I think this market's going to serve them well. And that's what I told their whole sales team was this pain is opportunity for, for you. And so builders don't, you know, if, again, if they're in your market, go check them out. I think it's a, I think it's a tool in the toolkit that we're all going to have to use. That's right. Okay. First up from the news from our folks at Zillow. I, I you guys do such a great job of putting out constant Wait, updates. Do the clickety clackety. You don't do the click. Uh, we don't do the click. No, that's the whole, we transition from. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there are transition to the news. Okay. Okay. Expert panel predicts that buyer's market will come back before the end of next year. Now, lots of lots of data points because it's Zillow and they, and they love their data. Um, but they're saying, hey, after after the frantic rush of the last two years, we're seeing a calmer market, but are especially places that have are relatively inexpensive, like Columbus, Indianapolis, and Minneapolis, least likely to see price declines, and demand is going to return before the end of 2023. What do you think? Uh, well, okay. Let me make sure I'm 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 hearing this correctly and reading it right. They're saying the buyer's market is coming back. Like yes. it's gonna. It's not. It's not a seller's market. We're talking about the buyer's market coming. Yep. Back. Good for builders. A, Great. A, a market that's better for builders coming back in 2023. Yes. Um, sure. I mean, kind of duh, right? I mean, we know it's coming intellectually that this is happening. I, I mean, at some point it has to end. I think the interesting thing is 2023 is here. You know, like a lot of builders, you only have another 45 days until your sales month is or sales year is basically over. To, to me, again, I do think rates will come down next year, but rates coming down isn't necessarily a great sign. Because if that means that the rest of the economy is going into a recession and people are starting to lose their jobs, then I, I just, it is a bold call, but I like it that um, before the end of 2023, we return to a, because again, they're not saying a balanced market, even they're saying a buyer's market. Yeah, no, I think, I think we're, we're, we're already in kind of a bear market by volume, you know, just where, where that is at, but home prices are still stable. So yeah, I think, I think we're going to see that quicker than 2023. Don't you? I mean, a buyer's market. Um, buyer. Oh, like I'm a buyer yeah, yeah. going no, you're out right. there to to purchase, <laughs> not a seller. Yeah, yeah, right. Buyer. Well, isn't yeah? Isn't it already here? I mean, in some places they're holding strong, but yeah. So that that's I'm making sure I'm reading that right. It's like and before the end of 23, I think that's I think it's soft. I mean, I think it's going to be here by January of next year, like full yes. on buyer's I, market, pretty much everywhere. It's a buyer's market in Phoenix. It's a buyer's market. Anywhere where there's inventory. Yeah, sitting. if if we if we paste that together with data from Altos Research and, and talking to Mike Simonson, whose episode went live um, a couple of weeks ago now, I think what they're saying is across the board because still yeah. roughly twenty four percent of homes that are listed on the MLS go so into quick. contract immediately. Yeah, and so that's the argument is well overpriced homes. It's it's a buyer's market right now, but no one wants to pay overpriced. But well priced homes that hit the market. Well, um, and, the and right luxury way, luxury fast. listings, you know, Case Schiller, which is lagging. By the way, Mike Simonson, I learned that listening to you and Kevin talk about the difference between that kind of real time live data versus you know old outdated cringy data. 
But when we're seeing that Case Shiller stuff about the luxury stuff, it's already a buyer's market there for that stuff, a million dollars and higher. Like we're seeing those drops out there. So yeah, it's coming. I just think it's going to come quicker before the end of 2023 because there's a lot of inventory that we're getting caught up on and you just can't go out and dump it to. Now here's, here's the other thing. And this is why I was, I was backwards in my thinking, which I appreciate. I I thought I was backwards, man, but it is Thursday. (laughs) It is Thursday. I'm on my third cup of coffee, but the, remember the existing housing market typically trails what builders do. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about like, it's already here, it's already here for home builders, mm-hmm. but they're talking about on the existing home market, expect greater discounts or I only or think about new home builders office. all day right. long, 24 seven, Kevin, I'm interested, pull up your heart rate on your, on your, on your watch. When you get a chance, I'm going to see what my heart rate is. You've had three cups of coffee. I had mm-hmm. one this morning. Uh, my current BPM is 82. Oh yeah. I'm 81. Well, there you go. That's how excited we get. Normally my resting heart rate's like 60, below 60. Oh really? I'm 50, it says 57 for me. I'm, I'm almost dead when I'm resting. Rest, uh, resting heart rate 59. So this is how <laughs> excited we get when we're on a podcast. We're up to 81. That's right. And exciting when we make a list of top podcast recommendations from builderonline.com. Oh, nice. Website of Builder Magazine. Eight podcast recommendations for home builders and other industry pros. It was, I don't know if everyone knew that, but um, I think it was this Monday was International Podcast Day. No, I thought it was National Boyfriend's Day. Uh, Yeah, one of those things. By the way, when you log into Facebook now or Meta on the back end and you go to make a post, this is why all this stuff is happening is it says like, we encourage you to make a post because today is whatever day that's made up, but it's just about trying to get brands to make content. Anyway, National Sons Day, National Daughter. Link in the show notes to all of them, but I wanted to call out two that are some of, that are among my favorites on the list. One is um, obviously market proof marketing. That my personal fave. Yeah. And, and we hope it's always your personal favorite, but the build show, which is uh, put on by Matt Reisinger. He has an amazing YouTube channel. Uh, he's a builder in Texas transitioned into builder slash content creator extraordinaire. Um, they do, he does a really great job on his YouTube channel and the podcast uh, is fantastic as well. And then I also really do enjoy um, the, the title. I mean, they could have asked us for, I'm just kidding. Uh, but inspirational leadership with the best in home building. The title's a little on the nose, but but Molly Carmichael from Zonda interviews uh, CEOs and executives that are you know just the the best of the best in terms of these are folks that either books are being written about, will be written about in our industry that are leading huge organizations. I and, I was not familiar with that one. I'm going to go put that on on the feed. I'm going to like yeah. and subscribe right now. It's good. It's not going to be, you know, the tactical stuff that that necessarily, but in terms of, if you want to hear how the executives at the highest levels in our, in our industry are thinking, it's a, it's a fantastic podcast. So check. Well, Simone strong. Thank you so much. Let's, uh, yeah, let's send her a coffee or a shirt or something. How do we, Oh, we do. Yeah. Let's drop a link. We haven't, I don't think we've ever done that, but we do have a merch store that I was on a call the other day with Jen Barkin. And she had this great shirt. It was all about the chase and the acronym uh-huh. chase. Uh-huh. And I go, that's awesome. Where'd you get that? She goes, that's ours, Kevin. Kevin I was like, this I'm is- disappointed. I'm disappointed. You're an influencer and every influencer has merch. 
You should I'm, know this, that you have I'm a disconnected. Well, no, I, I said this was, we, Do You Convert has now become large enough where I can be surprised and delighted the same way that our builders <laughs> can be. I was like, this is awesome. This exists. I, I can't wait. I want one of those. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. All right, next up, online sales benchmarks. Oh, yes. They're we out. Got another, we got another fun survey and study coming out. But uh, By the time you hear this, it'll be out because it'll be next Will Thursday. It? Okay, yeah. I think so, so yeah. We got the secret, the 2022 secret shop coming out. So we'll save that for another one. I'll probably let Jen cover that one. But we've got our online sales benchmarks. Oh, cool. Look at this. You're going live with it. This is awesome. Yeah, right on the bottom. Um, so our online sales benchmarks, first of all, for those of you who've been paying attention and watching it for a while, uh, you can go back and look at data and how this compares and all those fun things. But we like to just come in with the, with the, the builders that we have that all participate and report on conversions the same way uh, as the next builder, right? So data integrity is important. We had 28 states represented, 59,252 total leads for the quarter two, which by the way was like half of what it was before. So leads are down. 136 online sales specialists. So we got good um, coverage. 19,000 plus leads per month, 5,000 plus appointments kept and over a thousand sales per month. But the bottom line is when you look at all of that, our metrics are staying strong. Like we are protecting those conversion rates with a 33% average of lead to appointment kept, 21% appointment to sale, which is up from the first quarter, which was 19%. So we're seeing maybe quantity drop, but quality staying strong and moving up and over 54% which is hovering around the same amount as the first quarter of all sales for builders coming from our online sales program. So for those of you who are benchmarking your program, make sure you're tracking this. I just came from a builder 20 this morning and was asking about numbers. They were all kind of shaking their head, nodding. And I go, you guys track this, right? And they go, oh yeah, we track all our leads. And we start talking about the leads and the conversion rates. And they go, well, now, wait a second. You're talking about walk-in traffic too? I said, no, 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 that's separate. And they're like, oh yeah, no, we don't separate it. I was like, oh, you got to you separate. They're smaller volume builders, a little bit different style, but these metrics are important to watch just uh, month over month, year over year, even week over week, just to see where you're, you're trending. But we were excited to see that although lead volume is down, the conversions are staying strong for the second quarter. We're moving quickly into the third quarter where we'll get those benchmarks out. Yeah. And it is hard for everyone. I want to encourage you, know the ratios and, the, and how you compare but I just want to reiterate what you said, Mike, make sure you know how those ratios are calculated. Right. Like every step of the way, when Mike says data integrity, some people's eyes gloss over and they're like, uh, what we mean by that is we can verify that a lead means what a lead means. Right. And that the sources are counted equally. We were on with a ginormous builder today with like 19 people, Mike, talking about the market proof algorithm. And one of the first questions that came in was, well, what our, our OSC on their sheet, it says that their you know, lead to appointment conversion rate is 39%. But if we look at all leads that come into the online bucket, it's 22%. So which no, one should we off. use? And I'm like, you need to have that conversation and figure it out. But there's so many people, especially at the executive level, right. who just glance at what that sheet says and don't understand how it's being used currently. Well, and they I just say, a, oh, a, we're good. And a perfect repeat offender is like people counting appointments twice, like, and they should uh -huh. only be counted once. So we don't, our philosophy at do you convert is if one person goes out one, one 
purchasing family or person equals one appointment, no matter if they go four different places. We're yeah. not we're not going to recount appointments to different communities or and the other cons constant offender is, is is easy. I mean, we we again we know why this this occurs, but uh, online teams not counting VIP leads when they can't be converted, right? But then forgetting to add them back into the month when in, we yeah. set the forty appointments, yeah, right. And then we just found a new one, not a new one, but we're reminded of one that doesn't happen as often. Just this week, Mike, on a call we were on where all of the all of the MLS calls that come in for to schedule right. a showing we're being counted in the appointment column, but not in the lead column. So it's, it's, again, it's not intentional. It's just stuff that that's why managers exist. And we have to yeah. you know, inspect what we expect and make sure that things are being followed. Details make the difference and, and benchmarking is fun. And, and keep in mind two other things that <clears throat> came from this. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I should have pulled them up, but the, we pulled out some of our top performing and well-established programs and the numbers were significantly higher. <clears throat> lead to appointment was higher. It's getting y'all choked up. How, how much? I'm getting. I'm, I'm <laughs> verklempt. I'm verklempt. Uh, you know, your your appointment to sale was a little bit higher, and their contribution was well above sixty percent for established programs. So keep that in mind. Like this is just the basement and an average across all of our builder markets and builders that we're working with. And the second is like when you get into on your lot stuff. On your lot changes significantly as well because we are funneling almost everybody through their online sales program, which means your numbers should instantly go up higher than that. So just for a little love for on your lot builders, you got to look at those numbers differently, but yeah, we like to benchmark and we quickly can do some math for everybody and turn that funnel upside down and tell you how many appointments you need and how many leads you need to get those appointments and all that fun stuff. So. Awesome. Love it. And like you said, more to come and an in-depth, um, I think, yeah, more, more to come. We, we got another, we got another, we got another survey coming out. Just stay tuned. And, and that other survey doesn't end with, um, takeaways such as do better. It will, it will have specific recommendations of how. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I was just, improve. I was showing that in a PowerPoint, uh, today and I was like, Hey, let's talk about these numbers and talk about what it means. Even though we're improving on our responses and follow-up, we're still not meeting customer expectations. Here's how you meet customer expectations. Yeah. I just, so, yeah. Uh, it's a, I was watching a Why are replay. we teasing this so much? Why are we making it such a secret? No, no, no. We're just having a conversation. I was watching some, someone else, uh, a fantastic speaker, not in our industry, and he did an amazing job for 15 minutes of describing the problem and articulating the problem and making you just feel like, yes, this is like, you know, you're ready to tell me what we need to do. And then his, his summary, like, slash inspirational next step was, so just get out there and challenge your people to do better. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so we, yeah. we will, we will give you more specific takeaways. Next up fake fires and greener grass, the real estate photo tricks that make a house feel like a home. This come to us, comes to us from the guardian.com. And it's what I think is interesting about this article, Mike, is it is um, from an Australian an Aussie perspective, shout out to our yeah. Australian listeners. There are, I think almost uh, 800, uh, plays from Australia. Well, isn't Box podcast. Brownie from Australia? They they did originate in Australia as well. And there's lots of different organizations like Box Brownie now that do photo touch-ups, a lot of it using uh, algorithms and, and artificial intelligence uh, in addition to humans to speed things up. But what what this article references is that there are now, regula it says now regulations have tightened 
but there are still ways to get around them and they vary across each state and territory. So an image can be misleading if it, quote, leads to a reasonable belief in the existence of a state of affairs that does not in fact exist, exists, like or by acts of silence or omission, like including a picture of a beach view where there is none. Right. The maximum penalty for breaking this Australian consumer law is $1.1 million per no company. Deal. No big but in the past 12 months, no fines for misleading or false real estate photography have been issued. So it's just talking about, you know, hey, what, what, what do we think the limits are here? Well, you know, I think the, you should use the same rule of thumb for touch up in photography like you do for cologne. You know, just, just the right amount, not too much. You know, you see people who do the face tunes and the uh, blur effect and everything on Instagram. You're like, whoa, listen, not real. That's fake. Chill out. And, and I can understand that. But like putting a fire in a fireplace, fine. Green grass, sure, there's grass there. Uh, taking grass out and putting a pool in, illegal. I mean, I think that's kind of obvious. Changing the position of the sun setting, I don't know if that should be a fine. Who cares if it sets in the west? Yeah, region? I mean, I if, it, if it's a condition that changes, like the sky, right? As long as that sky is not taken from Maui and, and shows palm trees, right? But if it's, if it's just cloud, like that, something that is constantly in motion, and the argument could be, Sometimes leaves, leaves pile up in that corner of the yard and sometimes they don't. But the article kind of goes on to make that point of there's ways with a camera and no touch up, just being very selective on your framing, sure. where the camera's pointing. And real estate has done this since cameras were invented. Right. Put the home in the best light possible. So I think as long as you're not, you know, the one example they give is if I mock uh, fire is burning in a fireplace that's no longer functional. That might be the line that's crossed. But if it's a fireplace that does work, and when you took the picture, there wasn't a fire and you add one, no harm, no foul. So I think grass could be one of those things where filling patches is is one, but a full a full piece of amazing turf when you don't include any seed or sod. I think you can do that. You just okay, might so have what to is, put what a little language in there. Builders though, builders that are saying this is like, it doesn't have landscaping and it doesn't have grass, but you're showing a representative photo. Yeah. You think that'll bleed into that stuff? Well, it, it might, but I think again, um, one picture, if that was the only picture you had of, of the home, we're let's right. say we're talking about a home that's almost done and the yard's not in, but it's going in. Well, one, it's going in. So there, there's that uh, gray area, but the other is, do that add the grass to your cover image that's used but then as you go through the rest of the gallery you don't have to you know make sure there's grass in every shot so as long as there's um a, a multiple representation i think we're also and also this is australia it'll flow into europe and then it'll flow into california and then we'll have to worry about it more here but the the idea and again we want to put things in the best light as marketers but at the end of the day we're not trying to waste everyone's time by making yeah. them think they're getting something completely different than what they are getting. Yeah, you. I remember doing this on both the homes I sold recently, and the best feedback we got was like, "Oh, this is great! It looks like the pictures." Like you know, some of those homes don't look like the pictures, and you see it online all the time. Like they've just gone super HDR, or they're changing stuff almost. Or like that color isn't even correct. Yeah. And you walk in, you're like, "Huh." 
but also if we're if we're going to do that for homes aren't we going to have to do that for real estate agent photos as well <laughs> like uh, whoa whoa first of all chill off limits <laughs> uh just because they haven't updated their their headshot in 42 years like oh look it's benjamin button it's reversed in age kevin That's just right. so you know benjamin button is a movie okay about a guy who as he gets older turns into yeah, a baby that was the one with um bradley pitt oh i was thinking uh, tom cruise Okay. No, it's okay. Don't guys just so just a little bit of context here. Kevin hasn't seen a movie after 19, what 87. <laughs> Whenever. Know. Yeah. Except for, except for star Wars movies. I just don't, my attention deficit kid too. <laughs> no, I, I can't, uh, I can't get myself to sit still that long. That's all right. You know what? You were so good at other things. I'll take care of your pop culture for you and I'll shoot you. Okay. Up. Hey, that leads us Mike into a brand new segment for, uh, oh, forevermore. So I'm so excited called favorites where we end the show by just talking about something and we'll, we'll get to, you know, questions of the week and answers of the week, but we don't have one this week. So let's just roll right into favorites, which is okay. where we're going to start with you, Mike, a okay. product, a service, an experience, a book, a movie, an event, just something that you are into right now. That, that is your favorite. Well, I, this is super dumb. I'm, and maybe super easy. I shouldn't say dumb. That's not, a right word it's it's easy the iphone 14 pro camera not the pro i don't the dynamic island is fun but the camera on this is like i saw it happen in real life first of all this is the story they always talk about how the cameras are better and yes they are better but if you had a pro for a while like i mean is it going to be that much better who cares well, they're free now you trade in your old phone you get one for free and i just is i i'm a glutton for upgrades so I get this camera. I had it before the conference. Everybody's taking pictures with, I'm assuming, 13 yeah. pros, 12 pros. Relatively new cameras. But we had a lot of Phones. blue light and haze and all this stuff. And they were taking these selfies and pictures, you know, to put place. And you look at it and everything was like black lighted out, like your face, everything. Mm -hmm. And then I would take a picture. I'm trying to find one on here that I had. I would take a picture and it was color, like, the color was great. The skin tone was awesome. It's picking up the lights and still had the blue in the background. And people started saying, Hey, will you just take a picture with your camera and text me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, totally. But the camera it's out of is bananas. Yeah. It it's really totally worth it. Like if you're nerd about photography or videography, I think you should upgrade. That's my personal opinion. It. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm going to pick something else, but my favorite was going to be another Apple product, which is the AirPod Pro 2s. Oh, yeah, I've uh, heard about that. I so I, I was not planning to upgrade. I've had my AirPod Pros since they came out. I ordered them at Zillow's Unlock Conference uh, the day that they were announced. I said, pause, Rich Barton, on your talk. I got to order these AirPods. So I've had them for a long time. They fell out of the case, didn't realize it, um, and at a, at a soccer practice for one of my kids. So I had to order them. They look the same, more or less. They function the same, more or less. Uh, there's some features around finding the case if you lose it. That's helpful. Yeah. The sound. Mr. Lion, as someone who loves good sound. I got misophonia. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to order them. They, the noise canceling? They are almost too good. The yeah. noise canceling is easily twice as good as it was. Okay. It's almost comparable to my over-the-ears that I, oh, that I wear amazing. on planes. I'm so excited. The transparency mode is sick. Uh, so if you want to hear something yeah. and still interact with those around you, it, it legit works all the time perfectly. 
but it sounds, I, I wear them when I sleep, actually. I fall asleep to listening to podcasts and, and, and stuff. Um, the bass and the midtones are so much better that I find myself having to keep cranking down the volume lower because it's intense. Like it feels like a totally different experience. They're, they're wow. amazing. So I'm sold. Kevin, I pulled up a picture for you. People can't see this. Unless you're streaming. Well, some people can. Live. If you're in the market proof group, you can. But yeah. look at that. That's against a blue backdrop. Yeah. So you're not, you're not all cast in blue. You don't look like. No. Uh, what were oh. those musicians from Vegas? Blue Man Group? Blue Man Group. It was not the yeah. Blue Man Group. I was not in a Halloween black light thing. I know. I want. I saw articles and I couldn't tell. You know, sometimes they come out with all the articles, the Apple stuff, and you just can tell they're fanboys. Like, these mm -hmm. are the best. Uh, yeah. I was not like, expecting. No, seriously. These are good. Anything different. They are. They are amazing. But so I will, I'm going to have to figure out how to get rid of two pairs of AirPods because I thought my son had <laughs> borrowed mine and lost it. Turns out they were just in a drawer. So I now have two pair of AirPod Pros. I may just give them to my son and say, it wasn't your fault. You didn't lose them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, son, if you're listening to this podcast, won't happen. I'll bring us back to some final content then with my other favorite, which is, which is the folks at Walt Disney World. I just... Oh, full circle. I, I, you know, we decide at the last minute, our boys are, set, are eight and almost 10 we've been to disney twice before as a family but they don't remember it and they're just at the perfect age to go so we're like all right we're gonna we're gonna bite the bullet but it's late and planning this is going to be hard challenging and so and as a family of six we can't even really reserve stuff on the web like you're supposed to because they just say forget about it yeah so i gotta yeah, keep calling these people before. i gotta call these poor online sales counselors at Walt Disney World. And they're the nicest, most polite people. Oh. And I'm just thinking about, as an introvert myself, the amount of energy that they must put out over the course of a day to do what is a mundane task over and over and over mm -hmm. again. I mean, can you please confirm the spelling of your kids' names? Uh, what kind of room are you looking for? I know you're stressed. Please calm down. It'll be okay. Just all that stuff, it was incredible. And then at the end, it said, uh, you know, be sure to leave a survey or uh, at the beginning, they prompt you. At the end of the call, you'll be given an opportunity to take a brief survey. At the end of the call, if you'd like to give a survey, press one. And it made me wonder what Mike Lyon thinks about maybe that concept or of sentiment analysis or just letting people vote with a push of a button of how did that call go? Did you get all everything uh, taken care oh, of that you needed to? Like real time, live, quick one person focus group slash yeah. surveys. And I'm going to give you another 10 seconds to think about that by okay. just describing again, how magical they can be because they described one opportunity for us. And we're going to be there over new year's. And she said, we've got this one amazing uh, room set up for you. And the price is going to be a car. And she's describing, <laughs> she's describing all of the, she's describing all the stuff you get. And this is a car essentially is which but she just says it you know even teal matter of factly this is the price and then she goes now there's this other opportunity and by the this is these are the two extreme ends of how you can stay at disney sure sure top of the line to the very valuest of value my boys are going to sleep on a fold-out table okay but that's not how she describes the room she doesn't she she's not like internalizing the difference and thinking oh my gosh she's never going to want this she just says you know, how old are your kids again? Oh, they're going to love this room. It's themed like cars. By the way, I actually stayed in one of those before. How cool would it be as an online salesperson to be able to say, I've walked through that floor plan before. Right. That's one of my favorite things. Right. And I, ha I stayed there with my sister's family 
in a room just like that with six adults or four adults and two kids and no one complained. We all still loved each other the next day and we got to go to the parks. And the price of that one is one fifteenth of the first experience. Right. So I just, that, that's why it's, they're one of my favorites is their ability to make anything sound amazing. Well, I don't think it's a bad idea to get quick surveys. Um, I, I think about who's the builder that's going to jump on this, right? <laughs> and do this. There, there is a tool like, for example, called Gong that does a lot of this automatically using AI sentiment, certain keywords. Hey, were they happy? Do we feel like they were using positive words, negative words? But it's like $10,000 a month. Um, there's other tools I'm sure that you could easily just fire off and say how it went, you know, through a text or something like that. But I think the difference potentially from that Walt Disney experience, which we want to try and mirror or mimic is what's the goal, the end goal for the customer. So it's going to be easier for a customer probably to convert and purchase directly from those people. So making sure you have the best um, salesperson slash experience giver on that phone uh, it's good to get that feedback and they're doing high volume situations and they're, yeah. they're talking about things that are easy to compare because you have visual styles and you have places where they probably have slept before versus mm -hmm. homes are going to be a little bit more complicated, but you still want to make sure you have that good experience. Yeah. I would say start first with the poor man's version of just doing call reviews, you know, call reviews internally and hey every week i want you oh hey got a ding that's great yeah every every week i want you to do two of these it takes about 10 minutes you know just fill this out how did you do did you use their name were you did you have a good greeting did you cover these areas and all this stuff and then for a training opportunity what can we do so if you're doing a survey that gives you like quick data which data is good but then you got to jump into it if they're not performing so ultimately a survey yeah. tells us are they performing or are they not if they're not, where are they not performing at? And let's yep. go in and take a listen. Because if everybody's hitting five stars, they probably don't ever listen to the call. Mm -hmm. It's like, great, they're five stars all the time. We love that person. Well, first, I gave you the ding because you didn't fall for the classic marketer's trap, which is just talk about something new and exciting. And It's called gong waste and it's 10 grand. It's the price <laughs> of a car every month. <laughs> waste a bunch of time yeah. chasing it. Because I think you're right. Just listen to more calls. I yeah. mean, again, we're, we're entering a period where you're, everyone's going to have a little bit more time mm -hmm. and we can use that time to become consciously competent again, versus unconsciously competent. I got it. And here's, here's again, another thing to do. I got all excited oh, wait, on camera, me... which you can't see, but don't talk about getting excited, Mike. Thank you. Give me a, vi a verbal <laughs> uh, auditory excitement. So you can also have other people in your organization listen to calls. Oh my so gosh. You're freaking everyone out. They're going to feel not like you pre Not just online sales, not just sales manager, but the marketer, but a salesperson, the other online sales specialist, your teammate, anybody in this like, hey, let's do, let's just be open to evaluation. And it's a very easy form that you have that goes through and kind of grades these calls. But well, I don't, now you're talking crazy talk, but I, hang man, on though. I just want I, to say I something. Don't, I'm, I say that mostly in jest. The, the biggest thing is online sales specialists and anyone in sales has to be open to evaluation. Yeah. And that's a bigger thing. Like, Hey, yeah, we can oh, put yeah. any system in place, <laughs> but is the person going to be coachable and open to it? I don't know. That's what we got to. Yeah. And also just think about, um, surveys are always more complicated than you would imagine. 
Yeah. How, how many times do you think people only fill out a survey when someone says, sorry, we have no rooms available. Yeah. Nothing it's I can all, do it's, for it's you. Three to four right. times higher <laughs> than when they have a positive experience. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. And yeah. So, so turn down you'd the almost, brightness of the sun. Yeah. Even, even if you, even if you'd have to have a way to say like, did you accomplish what you needed, wanted to accomplish? And then ask about the experience to have some type of qualifier. And I'm not trying to fix it or give the answer just to add some complexity to it and say, it's not as easy as just saying one to five, how did that call go and ask? No, because it, it, it gives us kind of like a temperature check, but it doesn't go into the granular details. Now, more importantly, I want to travel back in time and say, Kevin Oakley, do you feel like those first two Disney vacations that your kids don't remember were worth it? Well, the older kids do. And so why don't you leave those young ones at home? <laughs> I know how much the well, leave, leave the old ones, leave the old ones at home. You mean, yeah, I, I teased my daughter. I said, you know, yeah, we're just going to take the boys because, you know, they haven't had the experience you have just to see what happened. She's almost 16 now. Oh, and she'd lose it. I was expecting her to be like, oh, no, that's cool. No, and she's like, what are you talking about? So what's interesting, though, she's got to go get the ears and post it on Instagram and all that. What stuff. about uh, content and the importance of content? As soon as we told my boys, uh, they know what it means because they've watched all of our private YouTube videos that we made as a family of our previous experience. And so what do they want to do immediately after knowing they're going to go? They don't, I think this is fascinating and we can all learn something from it. They don't want to just go watch the bajillion videos that exist on YouTube about visiting Disney. They wanted to go back and re-experience what the Oakley visit to Disney oh. looked like. And that's just the you can tell yourself as an excuse to not make content while well, other people have done that, or I'm just going to walk through my house again. And what's unique or special about this? The buyer who's interested in your homes wants to watch your version of it all. That's they don't want to watch a generic version. When given the choice, they want to watch yours. Kevin, did you know that Marty, um, who does our videos and edits, mm -hmm. worked on the Disney stuff for Star Wars, like the promotional thing for it? Get out of here. I'm not joking. It's a true story. Okay. Can we just end? Uh, is that a mic drop for the end? For me, it is. I don't know about everyone else, but I, I love it. Yeah. I think, uh, let's see. Um, yeah. So just a reminder, you can send in your questions or feedback on this or any episode at showadoconvert.com. Mike, we're not going to wait six months to do this again. I Listen, I'm available. Have your people call my people. <laughs> don't forget uh, the Market Proof Marketing Academy, Kevin. People are starting to sign up for that. Like it's oh, coming up in November. You got to, yeah. you got to go. Do you sell your market proof marketing Academy on this? We are here to help you I, not to sell no, you, no, but no. we do talk about, yeah. You, <laughs> you invite Mike on to sell something. If you're waiting, stop waiting. It's in Tampa. Uh, you know, I don't know in if you November. guys know this, but Andrew thinks Tampa's like the next Eden or like heaven and it's some special place. So he's yeah, going to check it out when you go, you're going to love it. No, I think I'm glad you mentioned that only because, uh, and this is going to sound like a brag, whatever we, the number of builders reaching out to work with us right now because of them needing the help. It's not just summit events, whatever they, they want marketing support and we're going to work like heck to, to make room and availability for people. But at the same time, uh, that is the best way for someone to start getting help immediately. If they're, if you've not been exposed at the tactical level to how we do digital marketing, you're going to learn it all over that time period. Plus you're going to have the opportunity to get on calls with Andrew and Sarah and myself over the next month and a half to continue the learning process uh, afterwards. So 
you will save your organization money and you will make all of your campaigns more efficient by attending. So, yeah, and I, listen, I'm a big believer in this is anything in education. It's, it's your kind of like doing a talent stacking, right? You're just saying, okay, this is one more thing that I get to add to my yeah. resume that I, I'm certified <laughs> I just, marketer from do you convert? I just want to clarify though, this is not going to be a hype feel good, leave motivated <laughs> experience other than the fact that you'll be motivated, motivated by the fact that you can know what's working, what's not and why and go fix it. But this is not a mountaintop. Oh my gosh, this was this so isn't inspirational. The summit. I this think a lot of people summit. think the academies are like a summit type of things. Like, no, it's like 15. No. <laughs> yeah. And we're getting in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we cap it at those smaller sizes because it's yeah. that intense and we need it to be able to be more one-on-one, two-on-one interactions when, when necessary. All right. That made me feel incredibly uncomfortable, but it is important. You're right. Kevin Oakley, why? Thanks for listening. Be sure to send your industry-related questions to show at doyouconvert.com and we'll touch on them in our next episode. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Marketproof Marketing is proudly supported by Opendoor. Visit opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn how you can partner with Opendoor to increase certainty, speed, and ease for your home buyers. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. View hundreds of articles, videos, and more for free at doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on social networks or in real life. Now get to work and make sure your company is market proof.